Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. It's Wednesday, and Jonathan and Emily are with me again. Hello, guys. Hi. And today we are continuing our discussion of different types of player who may interrupt board game evenings or potentially be destructive to board games, and ways to resolve those issues, whether you are that person or whether it's somebody around the table with you. And so last time we were talking about distracted players and uh, people who had a tendency to bend or fidget with components. What else have you guys come across at the table that can be uh, sort of something tricky to deal with? Sort of relating back to um, the distracted player, there's a specific subset of that person that is problematic in a whole different sort of way. Um, And that is the person that is unfocused when you're trying to teach them the game. It's one thing to know the game and then just like be fidgeting with your phone the entire time, but ultimately be able to snap into it when someone like, hey, (laughs) get off your phone. (laughs) But if you're not paying attention when someone is trying to teach you how the game goes, and then, you know, an hour later, you're that person every turn is like, wait, what does that do? Like, what does this mean? Like, what do you mean I don't get to do this? You know, it's a whole (sighs) different ball game. As a game guru, I find that people who are not paying attention during your teach are one of the most difficult challenges to overcome. Uh, If somebody is not even going to get to the point where they can start, then the entire experience can't get off the ground. I I don't know honestly what to tell you all that well. I mean, if somebody is in that environment and they're just not interested in what you want to do, easiest thing is to, again, ahead of time, make sure that expectations are clearly established. Mm -hmm. If... The reasons, okay, let's, let's think of reasons why somebody might be distracted during a teach. One of the things that I find tends to, at least, this, this, is, this is an educated guess that I'm making here, but most commonly, when somebody tunes out during a teach, it's because about 30 seconds into it, or less, they've decided that they're not going to enjoy this game. Mm-hmm. So choosing your, your, what game it is you're going to bring out in the first place. Like, okay, if you've got friends who only play very, very light, very simple games, who've only ever played Monopoly or what have you, don't make them play Twilight Imperium. Don't make them play Scythe. They're not ready for that yet. Um, at least they might not be ready for that yet. You know, make sure that they understand. If, if, if you tell them about it, they said, yo, hell yeah, I want to try that. Then yes, by all means do so. But if they say, oh, I don't know if I really want to play something that complicated, don't throw them into the deep end of the pool. But it's also to make sure that they are fully aware of what they're getting into if they say, oh my <laughs> god, yeah, I want to play Twilight Imperium. That looks like completely amazing. I want to play this giant game in this giant box with like a lion on the front. Like <laughs> That makes me so excited. Um, there was, it's a problem that I've run into a lot with franchise games, themed games. People pick up games because it's like, oh, like, Game of Thrones, the board game. Oh, I like, love that show. Jon Snow is so hot, and like <laughs> I named my cat Khaleesi. Um, but you, you don't really always understand what's in the box. Right, they don't you know? realize that when that giant map of Westeros hits the table with all those zillions of little pieces, and now you are House Lannister, and the Greyjoys live nearby, and the Starks are up to the north, and you're going to have to place orders on all of these units, and you're going to have to manage your supplies, and you're going to have to decide when to send raids and when to support other players, and there's going to be the negotiation round. Right? Oh. Yeah, and there's no Kit Harrington butt anywhere. No. It's, Not it's, the entire game. And you have to decide how much you're going to bid for the fiefdoms and how much you're going to bid for the Iron Throne and how much you're going to bid to stop the wildlings from coming south. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's nobody's fault. I mean, it's easy to sort of like... It's easy to say that people should be more aware of what they're getting into, but that's just 
like it's not always available to some people and we should everyone's responsibility yeah, you know not we, just one person we shouldn't be ragging on people who show enthusiasm for something and that are trying to get into something and then just don't necessarily know what they're getting into exactly so being able to like clearly tell your friends like you want to play the game of thrones board game Yes, I love Game of Thrones. You love Game of Thrones, but like, let so, me show you how many pages are in this yeah, rule book. Let's first. take a yeah, like like let's watch this like you know twenty minute long review on YouTube, or let's take a look at how many components there are, or mm-hmm. let's like talk a little bit more of like what kind of game you want to play because like I don't know if this is something you're going to enjoy right now. Well, and something I think is also very valuable is if you've got that game in your collection. Be aware of what else in your collection might be a version of that. Mm-hmm. And it might be a question of saying, okay, you want to play Twilight Imperium. I, I can't think of a good corollary for uh, Game of Thrones, but you want to play Twilight Imperium. Let's play Eclipse mm-hmm. this week and see how you get on with that. Yeah, and- or something even smaller. And then work up to it. Because yeah, there and- may be a way of letting them in the deep end. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what it is about that game that appeals to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we talked about you know more straightforward versions of some of the more complicated popular games and they are like everywhere and there are mm-hmm. no game is an island there is nothing that does the thing that it does alone there's mm-hmm. always there are always things that are close but not quite and you know if you want to play game of thrones figure out why you want to play game of thrones is it because of the theme because there are like six other game of thrones games you know and they're all simpler you can play hand of the king exactly well one other thing i'd like to bring up very quickly just before we move on to our next type of player is the other thing to help the teacher which is if it is something that somebody's interested in and they're just having a distracted evening uh, I mean for one thing you might be able to find out what the distraction is and it might be you know something that needs a moment mm-hmm. but also just stay quiet for a minute during the teach this when I'm on the floor as a guru this is something I found very helpful is that person at the back's on not on their phone just stay quiet for a minute and Mm-hmm. And everybody else around the table very quickly catches on to what the problem is. And this this kind of is, is more of a thing if you don't know the people as well, if people are coming over for a game night and they're bringing partners or what have you. But having their friends gently point out to them that they're not working with the group is more effective than trying to, I think, which is what a lot of people do, is, is this sort of, hey, hey, pay attention, I'm over here, I'm, I'm telling you what to do. If their friends are saying, hey, you know, this guy's helping us. I usually try to take a sort of an apologetic approach in that case. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're on your phone. Mm-hmm. I'll wait. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when people say, no, go ahead. No, no, it's okay. It's, 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 it's not that bad. I can wait. Something um, that I think is worth mentioning as well is um, so far we've been talking about sort of like mostly like the player. So the player is unfocused during your teach. It's also worth taking a moment to consider the possibility that maybe you yourself are not necessarily being as engaging as you could be. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like... It's there are certainly situations where you are doing everything that you can possibly be doing in the most fun way possible and people just aren't paying attention, but it's happened to everybody. You know, you're teaching a game that you're not very familiar with, or it's a game that's a little on the dry side, and you're just not necessarily being as engaging as you could be. And there are solutions to that too. You know, you can bring in a friend that is more familiar with the game to teach it instead or like teach it together you can sort of like try to get a better idea of how to do it by watching teaches on youtube or put have everybody watch the teach on youtube and then fill in the information as you see fit you know it's sometimes it's not always them sometimes it's us you know my first teach of any new game is pretty rough Mm -hmm. it takes practice Mm -hmm. 
you know, be patient with yourself. Get some practice in if you can. The the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it, and the less likely it is that p- the people are going to wind up checking out during and, your teach. And we talk about communicating a lot and just telling that to people too, like telling the people at your table, like, yeah, like you know, I've played this game a few times, but this is my first time teaching it, so it might be a little messy. I'd appreciate it if you can, like, you know, help me out and let me know when something doesn't make sense, and it might be a little boring sometimes, but you know, staying focused, we can all get through this together. Generally, people I find respond really well to that. Mm-hmm. They're they're, pe- they're sympathetic. They see they see that you're doing a tough job, and they they want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of wanting to succeed, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segue. Woo. Uh, some players really, really want to win. They really. I mean, want to everybody win. wants to win, but some people sure. really want to win. <laughs> it's, it's the players who don't bother trying to win are in some ways even worse. But if somebody is very concerned about making sure that they make the correct move, then they can wind up treating the question of what move should they make next with so much weight and so much care that it winds up taking a lot of time. Analysis paralysis. Yeah, we talked about this before and yeah. uh, about some op- about some possible solutions there. But uh, the short rule is, well. Be nice and be considerate. It's such a nice recurring theme we've had this week. Um, Just like be nice and talk to people about problems and sometimes like fix themselves. It gets you so far. Mm -hmm. It It really really does. does. Getting frustrated with someone doesn't help. But actually saying to them, because they they may not realize they're doing this. Mm -hmm. You may not realize you're doing it if it's you. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen to your friends. If somebody seems to be noticing that they're, if you notice your friend is getting a little bit impatient during your term, consider the possibility that maybe you're taking longer than you realize. Mm -hmm. And that maybe making that, finding the most perfect optimal move isn't necessarily what you need to do right now. Uh, It's hard to do for Mm -hmm. me. I mean, I know I always want to be the one to do this. And often I'll be like, okay, I'm sorry, guys. I just, I'm I'm really sort of in the tank here. But um, okay, so we do this. this. All right, this is my move. Yes. And I think that um, analysis paralysis links back to some of the other problems we were talking about earlier. Like, um, if you are a distracted player, and if you're distracted, if, if you're focused on your turn, but you're distracted the rest of the time, and big changes happen between, you know, the end of your last turn and then 15 minutes from now when it's the beginning of your next turn, you're stuck spending the entirety of your active turn trying to figure out what you missed and what you can do now. So making sure to kind of encourage people to stay focused even when it's not their turn, because like as much as there's very rarely stuff you can do when it's not your turn, you know, very few games have that reactive element so much anymore, Um, at least the kinds of games where analysis paralysis are a problem, um, just like being present and being aware of what's going on around you can save you so much time on your mm-hmm. turn. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody that's ever had to like get up to go pee or take a phone call in the middle of the game and come back has experienced that problem of like, what's going on? <laughs> and can you imagine if that was like that every time your turn started? Right. Of course you would want to focus and spend all of your possible mental energy trying to figure out what to do. But it doesn't need to be that way. Analysis paralysis and distraction can play into one another destructively in other ways, mm-hmm. too. Uh, if there's somebody who needs a lot of time to consider their turn and nothing is happening during that time, that makes it much more difficult for a distracted person to stay focused because mm-hmm. nothing is happening. Exactly. And the longer that uh, that analysis paralysis remains in place, the more difficult it is for someone to remain focused. We talked about... um adjusting your game selection as well to cater to the people that mm-hmm. may be unfocused or may have a hard time with difficult teaches. So games with less downtime, games yeah. with quicker turns, uh, where you make a larger number of, sm- of, of less important decisions. Mm-hmm. 
uh, games like Spice or few, Road. Fewer decisions as well, you know. But that might be a problem for some people That's too. You the know, thing. usually it's, if you make fewer decisions, then each individual decision is so of great much importance. More important. Yeah, you're right. Um, Sometimes decisions that where the ramifications are shorter term mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You can't. There's nothing to spend time on if, by the time it comes back to you next turn, that decision has played itself out, mm-hmm. and now you're doing something different. Um, and games that allow that can be a good sort of uh, way of mitigating that issue. And something that I know we're going to talk about a little bit more on Friday is the idea of lowering the stakes of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about, you know, everybody wants to win, and everybody wants to win, but there can be this really toxic atmosphere sometimes if everyone is too focused on winning. Um, even if people aren't being directly aggressive about it, just, you know, if you're really, 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 really worried about what will happen if you lose, then you're going to pay so much, you're going to be so much more concerned with making the right choices. But, like, at the end of the day, a game is a game, and you should never be betting money on the outcome of board games. Like, don't do that. So, really just trying to, you know, foster an atmosphere of, you know, friendship and casual social times and And none of this matters. Playing fast and loose is a really different sort of feel. Like, usually when I get in the tank with AP, it's not because I'm trying to make sure that I win, it's about trying to make sure that I play well. Mm -hmm. uh, Provide a reasonable challenge for uh, for my opponents. And I feel like I'm letting down the team if I don't play my best game. Um, And this the sense that, no, it's okay, we're still going to accept you if you make a suboptimal move. Um, That sort of acceptance is is, is something that can help a lot with somebody who has has my brand of analysis paralysis, at least. And with that, we're going to leave this for today. Uh, There's some interesting things to think about there, and we've got some more for you on Friday when we come on to a couple of these slightly more difficult player habits to potentially deal with around the table, whether they are yours or somebody else's. Uh, But stay tuned, and we have some ideas for you, so we will see you again on Friday. Bye for now. (laughs)